Hey, thanks for joining us on India League of Football Chat. In this episode, we'll talk about Scotland's chances in Euro 2020, do England need a sports psychologist, Austrians, what is their obsession with sellers, and a lot, lot more. We hope you enjoy it. Only on Scotland winning that game. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking of doing it now because I, I think right now the odds will be very, very good on Scotland and they've got some very, very decent players coming through. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think for Scot- for England, it's just another game, another three points. For Scotland, it's the biggest game in 23 years. And they will run through a brick wall and then some to win. That yeah, game. But you've still got to have some decent players. And, well, and Andy Scotland, Robertson's an absolute, I would say, world's best left back. Uh, right, and they've got this guy. They've got players like Gilmore coming through from um, yeah. from Chelsea, yeah. and they've got McGinn, so, the the Aston Villa. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when you when you look suddenly, I don't think um, I don't think what's his name uh, Che. Um, what's his name from? He's he's a bit of a donkey. You're both be there saying it, but but otherwise that is becoming in the last couple of years. They've, they've got some real good quality players coming through, and they've got a decent manager as well. So I, I he's a very good manager. Steve Clark, very, I think he's very. He's always done a really. He got fired from I think it might be West Brom, but when you ever see him speak or or read any of his his interviews, he comes across a very sharp guy. He comes across very. He knows what he's doing, and he's a very. And he did. A, was it come on? It was it. Yeah, he got he this absolute crap team and got him up to was it third or something like that in the league. Yeah, European. They qualified for Europe though, didn't he? I'm pretty sure Kilmarnock yeah, got into you. Yeah. They did crap yeah, they and they got knocked out by some garbage team, but yeah. they did qualify. I mean, you got to say, if you're getting Kilmarnock to European football, then, you know, you know what you're fucking doing. You know? um, I'm just looking for the international. There's bound to be prices. Who they got up front, though? Because they, they were relying on McBurney for a while, which I yeah, thought wasn't yeah. great. Well, then then the persuaded... Uh, what did, who's, who's he play for? Uh, Jay... Jay Adams for Southampton. Jay Adams, Southampton, yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is a marked improvement on McBurney, who is fucking hopeless. He's a, he's one of the, he's, he's one of these championship strikers that'll score five goals a season, but he runs a lot. That's not going to cut it at international football. Not a it might do at lower levels, but not in major tournaments. So they so they they lack a cutting edge up front, but the the midfield and defence looks pretty solid to me. And um, if if you know if they can stay solid, then. You know, it puts the wind up England, doesn't it? You know, if you've got a situation where it's, it's nil-nil going into the second half, you know, and, and we all know the pressure on England. Well, players. England are a mentally weak side and they must. Scotland must know that. If we can keep them at bay until 60 minutes, England are weak. They've got an amazing... But if you do look at England's team, they've got a phenomenal team. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, don't, I can't recall a better England team than this. The defence is ropey. Jordan Pickford, no, not for me. But the way Foden's been playing recently as well. Bloody I mean... hell. We're talking absolute elite footballers. Harry Kane up front, is, I think he's the best out-and-out centre-forward in the world. I don't think anyone touches him regarding that. He's had, he's had a poor season, but he's still scored a lot. And set... yeah. All right, here we go. Um, so I've got some odds in front of me. So what price do you think you're going to get on Scotland against England? English odds or European odds? Uh, in European money, decimal. European money. Uh, five? No. Nope. Scott Stephen, do you want to have a bash? Scotland. If you want to use old money, that's fine, or new money. Well, you said five, what, four to one, right? Four to one, I. Yeah. yeah. For a one-off game? 
in the group in the group uh, in the group game. Yeah, yeah, but it's still it's still a one-off game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Group game, England Scotland. It can't be. It's got to be less than that, surely. Do you know? It's uh, it's ten to one, eleven. Ten. Yeah. For a ten point zero. Ten. Actually, you can get eleven. So not so who's ten this, to one. Who's this with? A number of bookies. The worst price you can get, the worst price you can get across the bookies is nine, eight to one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on that. That's the worst price. At uh, uh, that price, what, what do our American friends say? There's no brainer in them. Some the, the value is all day long, or even with the Asian handicap. With the Asian handicap, you get plus one and a half goals for Scotland. I think it's interesting because I remember saying to my mate that a, a year or so ago, I reckon that Scotland were going to improve a fair bit, and if you look. You know, how they actually qualified, um, and, you know, going going through the, the, the battle of that draw in Serbia mm-hmm. in Belgrade. Uh, suddenly they were looking a, a lot more difficult to beat. They're not getting blown away by shit teams anymore. And I, I just think they'll be building up confidence. Yeah. I, and I agree. And you can just imagine this. I just think that, that game against England, it's not... If it was a team of similar ability to England... But somebody else, then I'm not even sure I'd touch the ten if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. But because you know they're going to be so up for it, it looks tasty to me. It's a tasty bet. I think again, you you got to look at you put fifty fifty euros on that and sit there screaming for Scotland against England. (laughs) Dirty money. The money's unclean. What am I going to do with it? Well, who cares? It's money in my pocket. It's more or less the only gambling I ever do. I never, I never ever put any money on on the left to win in any any general election. Mm. I, I, it's not like I always put it on the right either. But if I if I if I think it's looking fairly even, Stevens, I'll put, I'll put money on the, the right. And um, and I, I'd never back Bolton to win. It's, it's not like I back them to lose all the time. But if it, if it, if I think it's looking like a reasonable bet, I'll put money against. Them. Well, there was a as I read a I can't even remember when donkeys ago that it's the smart place to bet. Not only on, but against your own team, because you just know more about them. Yeah. Because if you think about like bookies, that everyone, a lot of people think, oh, you know, oh God, they think it's some like mythical creature. It's not. It's people sat in a room deciding what the price is, based on knowledge, history, blah blah blah, and they get it wrong sometimes. But also, I would wager nobody knows more about Bolton or Bradford or Preston in that particular room deciding the prices. I don't think they know more than me or you or, or it, you it, when you get a, a genuine market like Betfair, for example, that is simply the waste of money. And and historically, I don't I, I don't know the figures on this, but if you if you bet against England every single game yeah. or last twenty, sure. I bet you'd be a well well. There's only a historical thing in it that, that Scotland are tens against England. That's way over. The, the, there's a name for it in the bookies. It's the patriotic pound. You always get false odds on England in anything. Because before a tournament, everyone lumps on England, or oh, we'll have a tenner on us to win. Second favourites to win the World Cup. Yeah. And yeah. favourites to win yeah. the Euros. Yeah. Favourites to win the Euros. You'd have to be a bloody mug. Based on England's... The England, I, I, I'm convinced that they don't need a good coach. They need a sports psychologist. They crack. They, they crack when it matters. They better at the World Cup, must admit. Then it was the first time in a long time that they seemed to be something behind them and they were yelling... But they still bottled it though. But the yeah, they crack when when they against. I mean, you're never going to get a better chance to get to the World Cup final because you've got Croatia in the semis. Fuck. And, and they, were, they were basically they were battering them as well. You yeah. know, when, when they went one 0 up, they were all over them. 
And it, mm -hmm. it, it's just that classic thing. I mean, everybody talks about this with Sven Jorn Eriksson, that horrible thing. Oh, I used to hate it when they went 1-0 up with him in mm. charge because you just knew they were going to sit back and defend the whole time. But even there, where I don't think that was Southgate's plan at all, but you could see the fear setting in. It's we're getting close. Yeah. Well, the yeah, worst one was England Iceland. I don't know if you watched that game. I was it six years ago? England Iceland, when Iceland won two one, you could yeah. just see not one England player could even control the football. No, they were just you know they looked like they really looked like pub players. They couldn't control the ball. They were making terrible decisions. They were just terrified. They got frozen. They were absolutely frozen. But, but it generated one of the funniest moments in football that I've ever seen. Steve McLaren watching me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching it happen on, on Sky News and commentating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that as well, Dale? Yeah. When he said they're all over and roll over. Oh, no. Yeah, with perfect response. <laughs> oh, apart from this guy. Oh, <laughs> the only guy they've got. Oh. <laughs> but the, if, we had, if we had a half-decent goalkeeper, we wouldn't have lost that game. Because, Joe, what is it with England goalkeepers? Because Joe Hart... That second one, he threw it in the back of his net. It was appalling. But uh, do you know, though, again, to be to be absolutely fair, as you said yourself, um, England freeze collectively in those situations. And I, it doesn't surprise me at all, even though you've got genuinely very good players. But if you're an England goalkeeper, I, I, I don't know how anybody copes with that pressure. Because you just know the media is going to be putting yeah. you, photo-opping you into turnips, making you look like the biggest clown that's ever been. And, and, and things seem to happen to them as well, don't they? Was it was it Rob Green against Croatia in that yeah. qualifier? No, 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 it was uh, Robinson. Or was it, no, it wasn't Scott Carson, was it Scott? Because uh, Rob Green let one in in the World Cup against the USA, and it was yeah. a horror show. It was, oh, it was horrible. It was just, oh, was God. And that, that, was, that was actually one of those where even even as the ball was rolling gently towards him, you kind of knew. <laughs> you knew. Oh, like, here we oh, go. Oh, no, that's a bad pace. Who was in the qualifier with, with a tournament? I don't think we qualified for. Where where the where is a back pass and it and it just bobbled on that on that, that was divot. Paul Robinson away at Croatia yeah and there was and another it, one though with Scott it. Carson I think no but that was a bit hard I don't think it was his fault it was it a lot, it was fault. a final second the ball really did bounce up I I thought it was, yeah well, well, there was one Pete, I think Scott Peter Carson Enkelman, was it? Was it? did that in, a, in Peter Enkelman I think did that in the Premier League once. I wouldn't blame a goalie yes, for that. I wouldn't, honestly. Peter Enkelman had that one against Birmingham, I think, when he was a Villa keeper. And, and Villa had the throw in. Oh, is that the they, throw? They threw it back Enkelman. to him. And he, and he, yeah, and he, if he just left it, if he just left it completely, it'd have been a corner. But he panicked <laughs> and then just got a touch on it, which was enough for it to be a goal, an own goal. And Birmingham oh. loved him ever after. Oh, that. of course you would, wouldn't you? When, you, when the opposition yeah. goalkeeper really balls it up. Oh, in a local derby. Oh, it's the dream. Yeah. That Iceland game reminds me of. Um, I was I was using that as a. I'd watched uh, Ireland France, either the night before. Was or that the handball one, the famous handball one? Uh, no, no, it was it was in the in the championship. Okay. So it was it was the same round as the England Iceland one. So what was that quarters maybe? I think it was um, second round. The England Iceland one was second round. Yeah, second round then. And yeah. um, Ireland got a penalty in the first. I don't know ten minutes. And um, went on to lose. 
and I'd watched it with Thomas, my son, right? Watched it with him. And then we watched the England-Iceland game and we got a penalty first 10 minutes or so. And I said to him, you know, the difference with when Ireland played France, Ireland scored too early against France. And then France had all this time to, to come back and Ireland yeah. were just going to be defending and try and defend it. And I said, this is not going to happen here. England scored early, like Steve McLaren. No problem. Perfect start. Yeah, three or four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, fortunately, you weren't saying it in front of tw- a 20 million live audience. No, I, was, I think that was the last football <laughs> match honest, I kind of, uh, I was happy at the end because I thought England was so just crap. I was like, good. Yeah. If you're going to lose like that to anybody, why not Iceland? If it had been against yeah, yeah. Like, Germany or something, it had been grim. But um, against yeah, Iceland, you just think, this team are a joke. I'm glad we're losing. So speaking of commentators' curses, um, I I can't remember who this was against either, but you you probably will. Um, When England were in a penalty shootout, presumably against Germany, and Kevin Keegan was co-commentating. Moore. And Brian Moore says to him, is he going to score? And Keegan's going, "Uh, uh, what's he supposed to say? No, he's going to put it high over the stand. 98, (laughs) isn't it? Yes, always miss. (laughs) Never, but I'll say England free money time. It goes to penalties. Get some live odds. Bet against England. The crap. Well, I must admit when when we actually did beat Colombia, yeah. I was absolutely gobsmacked. I was. Yeah. I was all day long. To me, that was game over. I was convinced. No chance. England's yeah. record is yeah. appalling. I, actually, as soon as it went to extra time, I thought this is this is game over. Because because England had completely dominated yeah. that game in and the last couple of minutes. Yeah, but and it was then, amazing then when England won. It really was, like you say, gobsmacked. Yeah. It's like a state of disbelief. <laughs> Did I just? Yeah. Do you know which team, which big nation, big international football nation, has the only one that has a worse record in penalty shootouts than England? Uh, Dutch. No. 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 Belgium. Spain. They they <laughs> never fucking win. We beat them in '96. And England beat. I think that's actually the penalty shootout that gives England a better record internationally. England beat them. <laughs> well, they've they've probably only been in one because they just run up without bothering. Quite a few, but they always there was one where they only scored one penalty. The real bottle merchants when it comes to penalties. Strange. Well, and the Netherlands were rubbish as well. They always had always had great teams and then could never do it. I was convinced when, even when they won whatever. When they went on that little run of winning World Cup and European Championships, I was still convinced they're going to bottle it. There's no way. Well, they didn't, did they? Because they they were always they were serial bottlers for as long as I can remember. And then suddenly it was you know the rise of Barcelona, Tiki Taka, all that kind of thing. Then suddenly they weren't bottling anymore. They were winning. But I always hated that style of football. You know that Tiki Taka. I always find it very dull. Yeah, I thought it was quite negative. Keep the ball from the other other. Team. I thought it was joyless football. I really like it. Yeah, but... I, I do know what you mean. Um, yeah. But the way that they could then hit yeah. on a lightning break yeah. with that, that, yeah, well, you're knocking it around the back, backwards and forwards, dead, dead boring. But when, when suddenly you could knock three or four instant passes and split through the midfield, that, that's something England have, have been terrible at all my life, where you see, oh, they turn back knock it back into the centre half, try to knock it around, get a little bit of pressure, bottle it, lose it. Exactly. And, and, and don't have that don't have that uh, belief in the in their fellow yeah. midfield players that I can play the ball to him even though there's a player ten yards away from yeah. him. Well how many times do you see say in an England game and you see a um 
a player either pass it back to the, a defender, central defender or goalkeeper, in my head it's a 50-50 where they're going to balls it yeah. up or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, I think, yeah. God, don't do that. Just keep going forward. And whereas you can see with that Spanish team, they were so technically good. Every single player yeah, on the pitch could easily get himself out of trouble. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was the, the, the logic is you, you, the other team's knackered by chasing you around all day, yeah. and you wait until the, the, they've they've created space or they're just exhausted, and then you hammer them. It works. There's too many. I'm not saying necessarily with England, but there's too many coaches within the English system that have seen it played, but don't really understand what the purpose yeah. is. So they just think. Mm. Oh well, then what you do is you pass back to the defender, and the defender passes to the other yeah. defender over there. Yeah. And then, but they do it so slowly, the other team yeah. adjusts. Yeah. yeah, it has and to be rapid, just, or it's oh a, a total God. failure. So you you are absolutely right because because you'll see Manchester City they'll they'll do that. They mm-hmm. they will pass it back to the centre backs, but then they'll switch it across yeah. so quickly that the, t- the opposition is out of shape when they go down. Mm-hmm. Have a flank they decide to go down, but as you say in England, it's so with they're so um, scared of their own of their teammates' abilities yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah, I think it you, is, yeah. you couldn't afford to play a fast pass to the center off because you're terrified <laughs> he'll miscontrol it and bounce straight to the opposition forward. Yeah. And I think there's always been a problem with that this English coaches, managers, players mm. just don't go abroad. There's no if you go abroad, you naturally if. You're going to absorb new ideas, see new ways of doing There's things. Not enough of them as well. There aren't any. Uh, now uh, they're going to Germany. Level. There's a number of players going to it's Germany. Changing now, isn't it? Yeah, it is changing now. I mean, it was almost unheard of. You, you know, like the lads who are now playing in Bundesliga from the age of 17 and, and succeeding, doing really very well. And for big clubs, they're not going to Mickey Mouse teams. They're playing for Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened before. I think it's a relatively I don't new think thing. Yeah, ever had seventeen. We've also got like uh, Chris Smalling. You know, he's he's playing Roma now. He's centre back for Roma. Roma, isn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. Good. it's only it's yeah. healthy. You know, it's good for the English. English. I tell you, he was playing for Derby. That I hadn't heard. I've forgotten all about Kazim Richards. Oh, he was Colin, yeah, Kazim Colin Kazim Richards, Richards Turkey, who went to Turkey for yeah. loads of he's played seasons, for loads and then he's of been all clubs. over. Yeah. yeah. Another one potential. <laughs> he's like I don't know. He's I think he's thirty five or thirty six now. He's getting on a bit. Well, he's always, it's one of those yeah. when you when you hear Will, how old's Wilshire now, Jack Wilshire. I don't think he's as old 30. as you think. Uh, I don't know. Actually, Jack Wilshire. Yeah. I remember he was coming through. Is he thirty? I remember he was coming through and he was like the next big thing. He's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bench warmer at um, Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. But he was the next big thing, wasn't he? And uh, but just injuries. I mean, it's and and you see also. I think I, I think actually, if you're going to be the next big thing for England, it's best not to be playing in England. Absolutely, because this isn't the same yeah. kind of, or at least they won't hear or be subject. You're out to of the, the bubble. You're out of the bubble. You're out, you're out, of, out somewhere else. And yeah. also just because if they're seventeen, it's not like they've just come from school. They would have been in the system probably for ten years already, or eight years. So you've had one style, the English style. So go abroad and have another style. See what Where happens. Where would Bellingham be playing now if he was? He'd be a Birmingham player, or maybe, well, or, or maybe a, a bit Crystal or Palace. It'd be, yeah, Palace, Burnley. Or oh, do you remember that? There was that John Hartson. Why? Why is that Oliver Burke? Why is he going to Red Bull Leipzig? He should be at a Burnley or a West Brom. If he really wants to prove himself. Yeah, cl- clueless. And actually, he's now he's a bench warmer at Sheffield United. Yeah. But that. Just blinkered uh, Oliver, Oliver Oliver Burke. Burke. Yeah. Do you hear what Red Bull Leipzig called him, the coaches? So they signed him for a lot of money from Nottingham Forest. 
and he and they were, he played a few games, but never really got in the first team, and then went back to England. He's a beast, so physically. Far ahead. But yeah. they called him an empty hard drive. So he's got the raw materials, <laughs> but they, and, and they called him an empty hard drive. I always thought it was really funny. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make you feel at home and comfortable. Mind you, if he's that, if he's, if he is that thick, it probably, he's probably still working out what it means. Yeah, he won't. I don't think he'll have a bloody clue. But I always thought that was a brilliant description. It was like, oh, why did you sell him? He's been, yeah, well, you know, he'd been here for a couple of years, but he's an empty hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good insult. It's that? brilliant. You can sort of hear it in, a, in, a, in an Austrian accent as well. It gives it some real venom. Oh yeah. Well, no, Austrians are actually a bit softer because he was at Leipzig, so not Salzburg. And um, the Austrians have a, a much, a kind of a softer like Bavaria. It's more rhythmic. Whereas in northern Germany, it's very every consonant is hit, every syllable is hit hard. And every word is absolutely separate. It might have been Hasenhutl, though. But it could have been an Austrian, yeah. Yeah, it might Hasenhutl, yeah. All these, all these softly spoken, uh, singing, rhythmic, hard right bastards. <laughs> well, they, they can hold a tune, I'll give them that. You know, it might be a tune that's, you know... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Fritzl Allbad. Fritz? Was Fritzl Allbad? Fritzl. Yeah, in Austria, yeah. yeah. He liked his... Um, he just wanted to take care of his daughter in the cellar. <laughs> yeah. But that's happened more than once. It's not even It's not even a, a unique occurrence. The finding daughters in cellars left, right and centre in Austria. <laughs> like, what's wrong with these people? You know, they're all breeding and they're like... They're getting uh, sentenced to... Uh, uh, they're getting done for murder because they're finding, you know, they're, they're getting rid of all the incestuous babies. Fucking hell. <laughs> You got to you got to wonder about the plasterers there as well, don't you? Worried if your son says I want to be a plasterer. Yeah. It saves on materials though, doesn't it? They do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely uh, way and to on, end the bloody that chat note, that is. Yeah. On that, on that, I'm not even sure I'm what sure. words to use for that. But on that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to follow us, we are at IndieLiga on Twitter. Write there some comments, questions, topics you might want us to talk about. Whatever you want. Also, if you get the chance, a nice review, five stars, wherever you listen to your podcast would be great. Thanks again, and till the next episode.